0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Twenty Three Personnel Podcast. I'm your host Spencer, joined by Michael. Hello, everybody, and congratulations to Cardinal Nation card,
1: Card Nation. What
0: cards with the K, bro? What are we now? That's that's obviously who we are now, right? No, 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 I'm 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 still a lifelong Chiefs fan.
1: Lifelong Chiefs fan. Dang. Okay.
0: Get on my level, bro. <sighs> All right.
1: It'll be good to see old Kingsbury in the black and red again.
0: Yeah, so somebody in my office made the point. It's like, he doesn't have to get rid of any of his black and red gear. I was like, because that's a principal concern when you're making multiple million dollars. That's always my first thought. Is to replace your wardrobe. Yeah,
1: what, what can I wear at this new job?
0: <laughs> and then two, what will you pay me? All right, so obviously we're talking about... Um, Cliff Kingsbury being hired by the Arizona Cardinals. I guess we're jumping right into that. I had that set for much later in the show, but Michael's like, forget that. I couldn't help it. He's, in the 10 minutes I've been here, he's been on his own, his own wavelength. Yeah. Y'all are welcome to join in. It's going to be, it's going to be an adventure tonight. Um, We are recording Tuesday night. We're actually halfway through the second half of the Texas Tech Oklahoma basketball game. So we are, we have the game on. On the iPad between us. We will be checking in constantly. Tech, tech is currently down 45.44 with 11.20 left. Yeah. So we're going to be distracted. We will bounce. Eh, bounce. Bounce, 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 bounce. Bounce back and forth between the podcast and the basketball game. And apparently, really bad puns. Um, so first, let's talk about what happened last night michael um the crimson tide lost
1: a football game of course they did saw it coming everyone saw it coming mile away <sighs> glaring
0: glaring they, they had they had glaring flaws they were a uh, a a team that was well overmatched well overrated <laughs> it's better it's a better term um Something else never Matt. even heard of him before. What were they doing there? <laughs> I, uh, if, if I was gonna have projected a score, or if I had seen the score without seeing who the scores belong to, the 44 to 16, I would have been like, Yeah, Alabama won that game easily. Um, Clemson winning by 28, not something I was expect. Like, I, I thought if Clemson was gonna win, that it would have had to be, um, a close game. Yep, I think they would have had to um, fought and scrapped the whole game, and, and, and they did. They contained uh, the Alabama deep passing with the exception of maybe one or two plays. Uh, they were able to run the ball, but, I mean, Clemson just steadily kept building a lead where even though Alabama was able to run the ball, it was doing more harm than good. Well, we've seen Alabama do this,
1: come from behind in the national title game to beat Clemson. Yeah. And at halftime, I still expected – I didn't expect it to happen really. But even at 31-13 at half, I thought Alabama's going to get the ball back. Or I I think they got the ball first in the second half, if I'm not mistaken. They did. So I thought, well, this is still going to be a ball game because – They'll score right here. Next thing you know, it's 31-20. They get a stop. I, I just thought, yeah, if anyone can... They can, needed
0: one defensive stop, and they were going right. to be back in that game.
1: Yeah, if anyone can get back into this game, it's Nick Saban and Heisman, you know, candidate. <laughs> runner-up. Heisman runner-up.
0: Uh, Two, uh, last name, please. Tagovailoa. Pretty good. That's good. Okay, so... Chris Fowler I, I I said it in our our our, our Slack chats like he actually said it right in the pregame and then very um very quickly kind of heat of the moment devolved into the Tunga Viloa Tunga tongue, tongue. tongue. <laughs> so I just called him tongue in our Slack chat <laughs> it just um, kills you I speaking of it. speaking of tongue that uh, that pick six was a backbreaker on like play number 3 for them and it was bad like he he it was an out route that he threw to the inside of the receiver. Like, there was there was nothing he could have done about that. No, no. It just was completely an incorrectly thrown ball. Yeah. That, and then he came back, like, the next drive and dropped a dime for, like, 65-yard touchdown. It was a bizarre game. It was
1: very odd. And there were a lot of people today. Well, yeah, of course, Clemson. I mean, you know, Clemson's got a great offense, and they – Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback out there. Yeah. I Where was, were
0: you all two days ago, guys? The first time I'd heard about Trevor Lawrence was last weekend. Well,
1: I, I'd heard <laughs> of him, obviously, because he's leading a 14-0 and team, and Very he's nice. done really well, and he's a true freshman. Did you know that? They've never mentioned that on the, on the broadcast at all. But Which, in case you all weren't aware, uh, he actually was in high school last year at this time. As we're speaking, yeah,
0: he was going to his prom or something. That's what they're probably I say. winter
1: formal, sock hop, whatever the kids do. Sock hop, um, playing Goldeneye, ladies'
0: choice. What's what's that called? <laughs> Where the girl gets to pick the date instead of the guy. Oh, that's right, Sadie Hawkins. Yep, Sadie Hawkins. <sighs> Anyways, Trevor Lawrence led the Clemson Tigers to a four-touchdown victory over Alabama. Alabama. My computer's
1: uh, making noise. It
0: is. He's got like, some, some sound effects going. Yeah. Um, and then all I got to hear about today was, oh, poor Trevor Lawrence. He's got he's to play in college two more years. He's too good. There needs to be some kind of way to let him into the NFL. It's like, guys, it's been one game. Like, if, if he was this well, was top of mind to. to, to it was 15 games, though. Okay, but nobody said anything until today. Oh, <laughs> like I didn't hear anything about. Oh my gosh, Trevor Lawrence is so good. He's NFL ready right now. He's seventeen or whatever he is eighteen. He needs to be able to. You know, they need to have some kind of committee to let him in to the NFL. That's news. That's new. Excuse me. New as of today. Oh,
1: there's so much of that today, though. It's like, so like we were already saying, there's just a lot of. There's even a lot of. Uh, hey, well, Notre game. Notre Dame was. Pretty good. They they deserve to be there. They they held Clemson to that to that score. They
0: only lost by twenty seven. They're <laughs> obviously better than Alabama, who yeah. lost them by twenty eight.
1: Exact same comparison.
0: And they're like, well, Nick Saban's his biggest loss in like forever.
1: And then there's the also hey, he should retire. Right. There's or, the counter. Or go to the NFL. There's the counterpoint of that. And speaking I, of the NFL, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and we're back. Yeah, and we're back. <laughs> I, I could not believe that this was the largest loss in twelve years. For Alabama,
0: which is, uh, it's really sad to think like 28. I really, that's the biggest, biggest loss you've had is 28. That's not that bad. <laughs> tech tech, I was like, I, I think we lost by 28 this year. Uh, okay. So I don't being, know. Being a little fizzy, no. Last year we did. I'm sure we did. Well, Ole Miss was pretty dang close. I think it was like
1: 20. 20 or 21.
0: Somebody, oh my God, there you go. Block it and then let them get the offensive rebound. Yeah, we're watching the game. Texas
1: Tech did have. The we've league. got a lot going on. We really need to focus because so far we've okay. already talked about Tech basketball, the national championship game, Cliff Kingsbury, Kingsbury. Going to the Cardinal. We've just shut it down. We're almost done
0: with all of our topics. Yeah, let's go to questions. We are eight minutes. Wow, this is like record. We we should have like a, a ten minute podcast this week. Okay. Micro pod. Good. And, so and then, then we can finish we the, the, rest of the game. We can finish the game. Um. So yeah, just a a really weird, strange career. Trajectory. You've got Cliff Kingsbury kind of going up the ranks and then jumping a step or two, going from offensive coordinator after like a year to being a head coach at Texas Tech, head coach for us for six years. Got fired after a sub-500 uh, season and career record. Gets hired on as the offensive coordinator at South Southern California. I was about to say South Carolina. I was like, oh, it's not sorry, but I, I not was the thinking, right USC. I was thinking USF. Southern that's where you were California. Headed. Nope, that's not good. That's not USC. Right. Um, was there all of a month? Maybe it may have been a complete month. Didn't it did not coach a down for them. Gave him gave him a little bit more time than Beard gave the Rebels. <laughs> Nevada. Yeah. Um, And then there was this weird thing that came out from Lynn Swan, the athletic director, that he was not going to allow Kingsbury to interview for NFL positions. Um, And then yesterday we start hearing, well, Kingsbury is interviewing for positions. He's either, or he's interviewed with the jets. He's interviewing with the Cardinals. So he's either gotten Swan's permission or he's resigned, which would have been a, a, a power move. Yes. And I, I don't know if there is any confirmation yet, if he did resign before he took this position or not, but um, very quickly interviewed with both NFL teams today. And then the Cardinals, Arizona Cardinals with a K cards, got King hashtag um, wrapped up their, their head coaching search and tabbed Cliff Kingsbury as their next head coach. I I don't know how to feel about this because I don't know like the realm of NFL coaching. I think all of the, the knocks on Kingsbury as a head coach in college still apply, especially early on taking on Texas tech without any, like a huge network. Like, okay, who's, who's Kingsbury going to get to round out the staff at, at Arizona. He can't call on his college buddies. That didn't even work at Texas tech. I mean he can call on uh what's his name? Which guy? Special teams coach at Houston at the Texans.
1: No oh idea. My gosh,
0: he <laughs> record setting receiver for Texas Tech. Not Amandola. What the it's not Welker, is it? Yes. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> Wes Welker. He could call in Wes Welker, but that's like, like that's about it, right? There's nobody out there, um, from his like his own circle that he can call on to to coach. I mean, I guess Mike Smith is in the in the Chiefs organization right now. It's like a outside yeah, but didn't he fire coach. Mike Smith? He did. So that's, that's why I'm saying I, it's going to be interesting to watch how that plays out. Um, we have a question about his tenure as a head coach with with Arizona, so we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. Before we get into tex Tech -tech basketball anymore or football, there was some baseball news that came out today. Our own Josh Young, third baseman, infielder, superstar, projected first-round draft pick, was named to the 2019 Perfect Game slash Rawlings preseason All-American first team. It's quite the honor. It is. I'm I'm sure that's not gonna be the only one. We're like a month away from beginning of the season. Man, it's we, we, sneaking up. We had, up. A, we had a, a, a schedule printed out and put posted on our, our bulletin board at the office. I was like, man, that's coming up. It really is. And you got those like really interesting opening series against uh Oregon and then Kentucky. It's gonna be great. But then like I was looking at like the rest of the conference home schedule. Maine. Hopefully Maine's coming back, right? I don't think they are. Oh but like no, I mean like the conference schedule. You got like Kansas, TCU, Oklahoma State. So there are a couple that of good TCU series. Series will be really o- Oklahoma State. But then you're you're on the road at, at Texas. You're on the road at uh, Kansas State, which was a really fun series last week last year when you put up like 70 runs on them. It was at the same time of the spring game. You remember that? Yes, I do. We, we went to one of the games. It was like it just 27 dropped. to 1. We're like, all right, let's go to the spring game now. <laughs> right. I remember that. Um, and then, like I said, on the road, Texas, Oklahoma, Baylor. No, you host Baylor this year because you, you started conference play with them last year. Anyways, that, that's sneaking up um, here pretty soon. There And there should be some some news coming out about uh, Texas Tech baseball coverage. So stick, stay tuned. Oh, stay tuned.
1: Is there possibly there something, someone, or something that may be covering this more in depth? Yes. Ah. Okay.
0: All right. But we're not going to steal. All right. We'll see his/her thunder. His okay. Her their thunder. That's that's true. Um. All right, let's talk about basketball because the game is on. Texas Tech has retaken the lead 51-48 to with six and a half to go. Struggling in the half court. Oh, just got hacked. Good job, Odie. Got Um, hacked by number 35 who looks like. Oh, my gosh. He's so ridiculous, Manic. Is he a a Larry Bird descendant? I don't know. His hair is ridiculous. He's got this really stupid-looking mustache. No, that mustache is great. And then we turned it over. Stupidly, good job, Francis. That's um, where we. That's where I get the Larry Bird comparisons. Just that the sweet mustache? stash. Oh, it's not a sweet stash. Like Burt Reynolds
1: had a sweet. Oh, well, of stash. course. Well, and Kurt Russell and Kurt Russell. The whole cast of Tombstone. Okay, but Sam Elliott. Manic. Paxton's. Paxton's Sanders? was a little lacking.
0: It, it. Yeah, it still is. Paxton's
1: but. was the was. No. What do you mean? Still is. It still is lacking. R.I.P., bro. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Just desecrate on the man's grave, why don't you? It's terrible. It's
0: defecate, but I'll let that one go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I guess I could still desecrate if I went like spray painted. Could desecrate it, on. eat on it. I don't, I don't think that's how you even use the word. No, probably not. It's good. We're rolling. We are. This is live. Um, number eight, they rose into the top ten of the AP poll. Also number eight in the basketball power index Haslametrics has it low teens like 11 12, 13 ish. I have to look at it the Haslametrics doesn't love you as much as the other ratings do. yeah um, and they they are they're really volatile it seems like they, they are they are pretty pretty uh, they're updated frequently so they're current um, but a little change in anything is a wild swing of the Not that um you know you're dropping into the 20s or well unranked.
1: close we're 17th on on Haslametrics as
0: Which, I just pulled it up. Okay, here's the thing. I while watching this team struggle, I I I go back and forth, sorry, struggle offensively. I go back and forth like is 8 too high? Is is 11 too high? Um but our boy uh Graham Couch finally ranked Texas Tech in the AP poll. He did not. Yes, he did. Where did he put us? Uh, eighth or ninth? Be- because because they played a true road game, oh. so they finally were eligible to be ranked. The blessed road game. So speaking, I mean, speaking of the road game, guess who is, according to his made-up um, criteria for being ranked in the AP. Is still not on his list. It's Duke, isn't it? Duke, number they, one, Duke. They play their first true road game tonight. Yeah, they're playing Wake Forest. Um, and then he got really snarky in his article, like his his uh, that latest, doesn't sound like Graham. His latest, um, oh look, Manic scored another three with his stupid hair. It's the what, stash, man. That that was catch him on the uh, the camera under the goal as they're running back, and his just hairs like bloop bloop. Mm-hmm. It's flopping around. like it's a, beautiful. Like a toupee. It's like a main. Um, oh,
1: nice move. Oh, nice. Clover Culver. with the
0: reverse on Manic too. The baseline. Uh, Two-point lead, four minutes to go. It's getting down to it. Um, What was I saying? You were talking about Graham, Graham Couch. Couch. Yeah, so he was talking about, he's like, if you have a problem with me not ranking Duke, instead of like, him saying, "This is just the way I I, I rank teams," he said. Send me a uh, a copy of your email to Mike Shashevsky telling him he should play a road game. Yeah, I was like, hey, dude, you can't even like defend like your own stance anymore. He's like, no, you need to go after Duke. You need to go after Coach K. It's like what a tool. <laughs> and one, suck
1: it, <laughs> Culver again. How many points does he have? I'm going to pull that up. Um, I'm on top of this, guys. We are. I do this for y'all. Culver currently. We do everything
0: for you, the listener.
1: With 18 points.
0: About to be 19 playa. Four for
1: four from the line right now. Stepping up for his and one shot. After the commercial. After this
0: timeout. Gosh, dang it. Okay, so speaking of BPI... Our newest addition is taking the planes. Kyle Jacobson has been
1: on fire.
0: On fire. I was gonna say dropping heat, but that's not <laughs> that.
1: It's not really. That was. Gonna say. <laughs> in fuego would be better than. Dropping heat. Mean,
0: I'm sure he has. <laughs> but that's not. A, that's not at all what I mean. Um, we're good with our words. We are so good. Because. <laughs> in our our slack chat the other day y- yesterday uh keith asked is um is alabama about to get boat raced <laughs> and i said don't you mean motor boated <laughs> i was of course talking about my own uh stupid <laughs> slip of the phrase there um anyway so kyle's been writing all kinds of great things about the uh the basketball season so far after this past weekend um he had the updated bpi Conference win projections or whatever, and there was there was a little bit of a shift. Uh, Texas Tech, the the um, probabilities kind of shifted up towards they're most likely to go thirteen and five according to the BPI at twenty one percent. The next highest is fourteen and four at just under twenty percent. So there's a pretty good chance to go thirteen and five or fourteen and four according to the BPI, and then obviously the next highest probability is 12 and six at 17%. I think that that kind of record coupled with the, uh, the news that came out of uh, Lawrence, Kansas very recently could very well, put Texas tech competing for the conference championship this year. That's exciting.
1: I I think so too. And just to show what kind of a, Meat grinder, as everyone likes to say, this Big Twelve is going to be Kansas, of course, without their star player due to a was it a wrist injury,
0: torn ligament in his hand, his hand. That sounds just yeah, awful. That sounds terrible. The oh look, another Zion Williamson commercial. I bet he does this reverse three sixty. So if you pay any attention to to, um, like ESPN or Sports Center. Or SB Nation, or Bleacher Report—basically anything that they do coverage-wise on social media is some kind of video of Zion Williamson. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Well, I forgot what I was talking about. You were talking about the uh, the gauntlet that is the Big Twelve. I, I think okay. you're going towards the, the the defensive rankings in the conference. Well, not and so if much. If you're not, then I will.
1: Okay, you can you can take that. What I was going to share that you guys may already know course is that kansas lost to iowa state
0: hand not by yeah by saying not by a little but handily. by a lot it's of course 17 Can-
1: yeah i mean kansas had their star player out of course but so then you think gosh iowa state may really you know they we i already thought they were talented i'd already picked them to be third in the big 12 just last week and then tonight they go and
0: lose to baylor by three what well, was on the road though they were i were in waco but it's going to be a, it's going to be a really interesting like top 4 race in the Big 12. I think it's going to be Kansas still going to be up there, Texas Tech, Iowa State. Evan, excuse me, you're going to have a fourth could be Oklahoma. It could be Oklahoma, it could be TCU, could be Texas. Um the Oklahoma, top end
1: Oklahoma State beat Texas
0: tonight. So maybe not Texas. So that's, that's what I'm like saying.
1: That's two. where we're going back to the meat grinder argument of good gosh. Um you're going to have to just like we've been saying for a few years, you're going to have to play a really good game of basketball every night,
0: no matter where you go. Yeah. So the other thing I was going to talk about was the um, the defensive rankings, standings of the Big 12 teams. I think there are five in the top 10. So five Big 12 teams in the top 10 of, in terms of defensive rankings in the country. You've got Texas Tech, Kansas, Oklahoma, Kansas State, and Iowa State, I I think. This is in Kyle's first article from this week. Just talking about the gauntlet of always having to go against a really tough defensive team basically every week. Um, so my biggest thing that I, I, I can't figure out where I land yet is, okay, Texas Tech offensively hasn't been able to score a lot of points, but they've been going up against really good defensive teams um, and that won't stop. No, they they won't get a break from that. So everybody, everybody keeps saying, "Oh, we need to score more points. We need to score more." Well, we've been going against really good defensive teams, and we're going to be playing a lot of really good defensive teams. By the way, Texas Tech has a five point lead, two and a half to go. Um, ooh, that's an offensive foul. Um. So the. Most recent game was this weekend against Kansas State. I thought you were gonna be able to go through this game a little bit easier than you did. No kidding. Kansas State's defense. Uh, they they, they flashed. Which credit to them, they got down by fourteen. Or it was like fourteen zero. It was a it was a touchdown. It was two touchdown lead. I think their largest deficit was sixteen points right before half. Um, second half though, this game was was like it was a completely different game. It was a, in our notes, I got it as a tail of two halves. Um, in the first it half, it was dominant. Kansas State shot twenty three percent from the field. Second half, forty two percent. That's a big swing. That's twenty. That's twenty points. Sorry, twenty percent points. Um. And then their defense just came out like in the first half. You shot twenty five field goals. In the second half, you only shot thirteen. I mean you you were obviously you were you're outscored cuz you had a, you had a pretty good lead in the second in the first half ended up winning the game by 6 um the thing that saved you though is Kansas State could not hit a free throw. They were 15 of 14. No. Yeah. They can't be 15 of 14. I nope. more. Than, nope. 15 to 24. Yeah, they were like 60-something percent. Um, you shot 23 free throws in the second half. Now, you, you made 15 of them, but in a game where you shoot 31 free throws and you make 23, I you can take 23 of 31, Um, especially against an opponent that's not hitting their free throws. We got to bring up our boy, Moretti. Dude, had a career day. Career day, stepping up. Had some some tweets High in Italian scorer. come out. Yep, from uh, I guess his his uh, previous professional, not professional, but the teams that he's played for or been affiliated with previously in Italy have been tweeting in Italian about Moretti because this dude's a baller. Um, dropped 19 points. He led all scorers that day. Mooney had 14. Culver and Owens both had nine. Culver and Owens also were very nearly – they both very nearly had double-double. Um, I think Owens had eight rebounds. Culver had seven. So wow.
1: That was one of the highlights of the game, seeing two guys not named Culver in double digits, and especially Moretti having the day he had. And I would like to apologize in advance because – I went to Costco during the second half. What are you doing? Thinking that oh well, this is, this is well in hand. You know, tech is ahead. 34-19. It's Michael's fault, everybody. It, it could be. It could be.
0: So I I just wanted to get that out there. No, we didn't lose the game. Obviously, no, no. The Red it, Raiders are thirteen and one. Yep. Two and zero in conference play. Striving for fourteen and one.
1: I go on getting pretty close. I I just couldn't believe how well Kansas State played defense on our guys in the second half. They were um, really good. They outscored us thirty-eight to twenty-nine. As you mentioned, they really caught fire. I should have known that their twenty-four percent shooting or whatever that was in the first half was going to be temporary. But I, I I never tend to think that way negatively. I always think that way. Oh well, they're not going to. I forgot who it was, UTRGV, when they came in and they were shooting 47% or something at mm-hmm. during a bunch of the first half, I thought, well, that's not going to last forever. I tend to never think the other way. I Just think, "Oh, well, they're just going to shoot 24% all night. This is going to be no problem. <laughs> I'm not even going to be I'm not even going to worry about it. I'm going to go to Costco, get some samples. samples. Stand in line. And get a huge huge jar of hummus. And come back home to a win. But Offensive rebounds. Didn't quite make son it son of a oh oh you just hit a big three. Oh no, it was a two.
0: No, it was a three. It was a five point game, now it's two point. Oh, okay. But minute and a half to go. They're they're using some time on the offensive half court possessions. Mooney's got the ball. Culver's got it. Um <laughs> Yeah, so Kansas State speaking of shooting threes, I think they were seventeen percent. Uh, at least in the first half, it was like it was you're
1: bad. You're right. They were four for twenty three total. They were seventeen point four percent for the entire game. I'm not sure how that broke down into yeah. the first
0: and yeah, second. You're half. right. So seventeen percent. It was, it was rough. Culver hits a two to go by four one twenty to go. Nice. Got a little timeout action going on. The other thing from this game I wanted to kind of talk about. Well, there are two things. One, we mentioned last week that the new concession prices had been instituted and the sale of beer. Yes. Um, there there was actually one shot from the broadcast where it showed like a row of people had a, a, a can of beer in their hands. Like, wow, oh, that's so that's so strange to see. It, it is. But kind of cool, right? Right. Um, And it's not that strange if you've
1: been to a concert or anything that's not a tech athletic event. Sure, yeah. Because they have, they bring in beer all the time for, for all that stuff. But, but it's not for an athletic. No, cool yeah. There. Usually it's in, it's, you kind of it's it's in secret because it's in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> we just won't tell anybody. Us West Texas people, we can't we can't let
0: people know we drink out in public. Um, the other thing that I want to talk about that was the game was promoted or everybody was it was projected as a sellout, not projected but portrayed as a sellout. Yes, by the um, official Texas Tech athletic everything's email, Twitters, but all they of it. Were, a lot of empty seats. There were some locals that were frustrated about everybody seemingly being told that the game was a sellout. Like, you know, there's not going to be any seats, but there were plenty um, available when you looked at the broadcast. I think that mostly had to do with the students not being there and they can't like the student section is probably hard to fill uh, to sell those seats because you're not sure how many students are going to show up and, when you can start selling those seats, right? So there's probably like a cutoff, like, okay, we're half hour out, 10 minutes out. I don't I don't know if there is a cutoff they can start selling those seats, but um, school will be back in session here pretty soon. The game tonight looks pretty full, especially on the student side, so maybe the students are back in town. Odiasse shooting free throws to go up by 5, 45 to go. Well, I, I think part of it is Tech's Six. partnership with, Vivid
1: seats makes things uh, that it exaggerates things, because where the official Texas Tech site can be sold out, you can go to Vivid Seats and still find
0: seats. Mm. Sure, those gonna be like the, your secondary market, your right season ticket holders that are trying, and those are they're obviously a
1: partner with Texas Tech because they're tagged in social media and they're tagged at different things. So sure, Texas Tech can claim a sellout because they sold those seats to a third party, who is then going to mark them up and sell them, and add fees to it, and all that other jazz. Yeah. So that really just kind of chaps chaps me a little
0: bit. But like I said, with the students being back, yes, uh, it's going to make a difference. A, there probably won't be a whole lot of uh, seats to be found. I, I think I heard the Kansas game is sold out. My mom is at this game. She's
1: at this at the OU game right now. I'm really excited for it. What do you,
0: why do you, we, we should have done like a location. We're taking this thing on the road. Yeah. Uh, I'll we'll have record to this in the truck from the parking lot, not outside the Spirit Arena because, sorry, United Supermarkets Arena because the parking We're covered. not donors. We don't have donor parking capabilities. We could have parked at Covenant because I'm an employee there. Yeah, or uh, Level Land. <laughs> Basically. Basically. Um, okay, so Oklahoma hit a three. Thirty seconds to go. Three point game. Looks like OU's trying to put some pressure before fouling. Maybe try to steal it. We're gonna watch the end of this game. Although it's gonna take a while. That's a foul. Good job, Moretti. Ah, and it's Moretti. He's he, gonna drain him. He dropped his shoulder into the chest of Calixta, number two. It was, a, it was a good move. Um He he he'd gotten double teamed and he was he was turning to get to break free of it, but it, it looked like he... He knew there was somebody there, so he dropped his shoulder into his into his chest and got the got the call to get some shots. Twenty one to go. Moretti's hitting his first free throw. <laughs> For it's those of you that watch the game, you're like, "Oh my gosh!" I so think we know. I I know what's happening, or I don't know what's happening. Um, Moretti drained them both, as I predicted. <laughs> you, you didn't say it though. I did. Don't let him hit another three. Oh, clanged I, it. I said he'll make them both. Out of bounds. Tech Texas ball.
1: Tech ball with 13.8 left up by five.
0: The <sighs> it's going to be a good game. And so the, the Kansas game that I'm going to, Grayson's going to be the covenant health kid of the game. Oh, that's so cool. Not sure how it's going to work out because he's not like a big fan of like people and being like the center of attention. That's going to be, it's It's going to be, but intense. it'll be, it'll be us with him and not just like some random kid. Yeah. Um, but really, we did that so we can get tickets to go to the game. Gosh, that's great. It's going to be a lot of fun. That funding. game's
1: been, uh, that's been hard to get tickets for a while now. I, th- I think they've only been in, on vivid seats for a long a long while. And I don't even know how much they cost, but it's a lot. Uh, I, as far as our upcoming schedule, s-
0: speaking of Kansas, you have it up here. Yeah. Saturday okay. we play UT in Austin. Only way you're going to be able to see that is if you turn on the, the hated Longhorn Network.
1: This is where I have a problem. One of the few problems I have with Hulu Live is there are there is no LHN. It's also a a a, a joy to know that I don't pay thirty seven cents a month or whatever to feed that monstrosity. That
0: egotistical channel of garbage. Okay, so we were inbounding the pass, somehow got fouled and we're shooting more free throws. Hit it. Who's that? Owens? That's, That's called Culver. Culver up by six. Um so here's here's where the things with uh is updating. Currently, this game, according to their uh, their metrics, is projected as a loss for you, the UT game. Yeah, um, fifty eight point two five to forty nine. Sorry, fifty nine point four two. Well, that's pretty close. That's okay, a pretty Oklahoma close game. Oklahoma misses the three and Tech rebounds, runs out the clock. Texas Tech wins sixty-six to fifty-nine, moves to fourteen and one. Fourteen and one. I'm gonna go ahead and
1: update the name on the Twitter account. It's January eighth that Texas Tech has
0: won fourteen basketball games. You know who else has won fourteen basketball games? Duke. They won tonight.
1: Oh, so Couch can finally rank them. Finally, rank the nation them. can
0: rest. The the nationwide horror, the nightmare is over. Well,
1: I wonder if Haslametrics, and I'm sure I could look this up, so I'm just wondering it out loud. I wonder if Haslametrics incorporates
0: historical records. They do. They do. I love so that, that would explain. Because I think um, one of the things, one I can't remember which one exactly it is, one of the, um, who is he waving to, the team? Students. There are students on the floor. They, do they rush the court or do you just welcome them out? No. So he's down in front of the Oklahoma bench. So he got down to near the student section and then sorry, Chris Beard got down to the student section, waved him onto the court for the Matador song. It's, it's kinda cool. Yeah. Not, that is cool. Not like they rushed the court. No, they just came out. But he invited them out. Yeah. That's cool.
1: He wanted them to, to come to come hang out and oh don't I sway. Love
0: this. I love this man. I'm so sorry. There was some there was some
1: there was some Aggie swaying going on during the Matador song. I I do not approve of that.
0: It's it's only like three people, man. Just chill. Yeah, but they're in the front of heights of victory. They're in Strive the front of everybody. For honor evermore. <laughs> Long live the Matadors! Come on, man. You're not gonna sing with me? No. Remember All right. What? Um so yeah. On the flip side though, back to the Texas game, BPI still has you at a Plus percentage of winning this game, fifty-eight percent. And then the next game on the schedule, it'll be so. There's only be one game between now and when we record again. Next Wednesday, sixteenth, we'll be back home against Iowa State. So you're gonna you're gonna know pretty much who you are really early on. Um, You know, you've already played West Virginia, you played Kansas State, you played Oklahoma. You're gonna play Texas and Iowa State, like only team you're missing from the, the top tier is Kansas, and you're going right. to get them here pretty soon. Um, that home game against Iowa State currently is a, a narrow margin of victory according to the me, metrics. BPI, however, gives you a, a pretty significant favor there. Um, you're favored 74.1%. I think the game tonight against Oklahoma was 78. Um, so... Some interesting, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's the next line in the notes is the game against Oklahoma tonight. You're right. 66 to f- 60. Look, look how close that one was. Wow. And it was 66 to 59. 59. Yeah. 78.2% according to the BPI. Um, so according to our, our, uh, our good friend and professional radioer, Ryan Hyatt, numbers are bad for radio. And I would equate podcasting to radio a little bit in that, it's hard for probably listeners to follow on with as many numbers as we throw at them. One of the only things I probably agree with him on. However, we just went through a bunch of numbers, so we we've done worse. That there were some football previews. There it was literally twenty minutes numbers. of going through charts and. I think it was the <laughs> Iowa State one was
1: the one we really we really hammered in some all Big Twelve records
0: or not records but statistics. Yeah, it was going into Ames. Um. So yeah, you uh you win tonight. Live on the podcast—that's exciting. I, I would have been a lot more cheering. There would have been a lot more noise. It's an instant reaction of sorts in the middle of a podcast. You didn't. Um, I, I'm not. I don't. I'm not really like prepared for an instant reaction. Oh, me neither. If you're looking for it, you're probably not going to get it right now. Because as instant as we like to say that is, there's some still some prep, at least some stat gathering, so we can have informed discussion. We could talk just briefly, kind of
1: some some. Uh Big ticket items on the old box score. Culver, of course, the high score on Tech's uh, side and of just in general. With 23. 23 points. Perfect from the line. 7 for 7. 8 for 13 from the field. Moretti came in next. Stepped up. He he started out with – did
0: he have two threes back-to-back? He, he started the game with two straight threes. He had six points.
1: He, he never made another one, but that was still great. And he had uh, 12 points total for the, for the game. Made – four free throws, two of which were pretty clutch
0: that you heard live on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, those were on the podcast. On the Oklahoma side, you had uh, Christian James, only scored 14. Our boy, Manic, that needs a haircut and a shave, had 13. So nobody on the o- OU side scored more than 14 points. Where they got you, that was rebounds. They had, um, well, 38 total rebounds to your 31. The biggest difference is offensive rebounds. I'm not going to see that on this box score, but it was 12 to one advantage OU earlier when we started when we looked at that.
1: Well, right now it, it finished. <clears throat> Excuse me. It Whoa. finished at 16 to three. Yeah, that's not a lot of not a lot of cleaning glass on the offensive side of the ball. Three offensive rebounds.
0: I think a lot of Yikes. had to do with uh, the the OU side. I heard about that from the the radio broadcast. Jeff Hacks the way over here was telling us how. Uh, just the size of OU is going to be difficult to compete with down low. Um, I don't know what else to say about the being able to, to be better on that. One one thing that seemed to be missing from this game, um, we've noticed in the past that when Texas Tech is kind of starting to struggle or they're they're falling behind a little bit, the offense gets really aggressive and like retakes the game. Um, I don't I don't remember seeing that tonight. I don't remember seeing it be really aggressive. I did see a lot of uh Culver finding some space and hitting some shots um early on there was there's was too much motion in the motion offense. They were like running out their own shot clock yeah I, wasn't, I was trying to,
1: I was about to say that. I remember at least one shot clock violation that
0: made no sense and and there were several other rushed shots because they just they spent the entire possession throwing the ball around um You held OU to 32% field goal percentage. Um, That's right in line, basically, with your season average. You scored 45%. You shot 45%. Um, They shot a lot of threes. They shot 29 threes. They only hit nine of them, but that's still good for 31%. You shot 19 and only hit five. Good for 26%. Got anything else for us, Michael?
1: That that about takes care of it. I, I I don't want to be in on a negative note, but Culver did have four turnovers, which was the most for the Red Raiders. Still,
0: he had two assists, but four turnovers. Yeah,
1: st- still oh. ball ball controls kind of a an issue making making he, smart passes here and there. He had
0: thirteen rebounds, so he had a double double twenty three and thirteen. Wow. And he had
1: two of the three offensive rebounds.
0: Nobody on the OU side had a double double. Christian James was the one that had like six double doubles in the last seven games. That was something the broadcast crew trying to make sure that we knew. That's right. It sucked with me. So they mentioned that when the game Um, started. He's now six of eight. He did not get it tonight. Suck it. (laughs) Um, but yeah, you win. You move to 14 and one, three and own Big 12 play. Still squarely now because the Iowa State loss, you are sole possession of first place in the big 12. Yep. Regardless of the results tomorrow night, I believe. Cause everybody else has a loss.
1: Right. I believe but, you're right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So everybody else has a loss. Um, you don't, that won't change cause you rule the conference. Sorry. I'm pulling it up right now. Um, we well gotta no. feel so TCU doesn't have a loss, but they're one and playing Kansas tomorrow, right? Isn't that who plays Kansas? Because they didn't play tonight. It's TCU Kansas, yep. But they're one and zero. So even if TCU wins, they'll be thirteen and one on the season, two and zero in conference. You'll still have the you'll still have sole possession. And then you got. I- Iowa State 2 and 1, Texas 2 and 1, Kansas at 1 and 1 that'll change tomorrow, Baylor 1 and 1. Oklahoma Falls to 1 and 2. But being so early in the conference play, they'll they'll rebound from that. They've lost to hopefully the two top teams in the Big 12. Yeah, cuz they, they lost to Kansas by 7, lost to us by 6 or 7, 7. 66-59. Um got to feel pretty good going into Austin. What do you think? I do. You just got to figure out how to uh, to play smart on the road. Um, you did kind. Uh, I I wouldn't say you played smart on the road against West Virginia because you you fouled them twenty five times. It's kind of how they play, but you got to be able to not do that. You can't survive games like that. West Virginia is not as good as they were last year. Texas is a better team. You foul them twenty five times. They're gonna they're gonna walk away with this with a comfortable victory over you. Yeah.
1: They'll make seventeen or Us. eighteen of those. Excuse me. Instead yeah. of fourteen out of thirty-two, or
0: whatever stupid, whatever line horrible it was. stat that was. Um, it's it's one of those things. Like as good as you are, there there really is just no taking a break or taking a breather on the conference schedule. You know, you you wish you could. You be like oh, oh we've got, oh, we're just going to Fort Worth this week. No big deal. We've got Kansas. State, I say that we already played them. TC um, was was a pretty good example. Except, but even pretty so, good I mean, you just we, we, we've got it's we've kind got, of a home game. We've we've got the Cowboys at home. We're we're, we're good this week, right? But no, right. like we've seen Oklahoma State will reach up and and, and tag somebody. Um, hopefully that they they've they've got that out of their system for this season. They're 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 done with that upset business. But there's just no relaxing. There's no coasting. Um, so I, I... It'll be interesting the entire season just to follow this, to to keep up with all the games. Because um, if you miss a game or if you have an off game, it's really going to make it tough. I mean, you're 3-0. and You're like, man, we have so much work to do. I mean, yes, you have 15 games left. I understand that. But like... You lose a game, you like you could drop to like the middle of the Big 12. Yeah. Be difficult to recover from. Sorry, I'm readjusting, trying to get comfortable over here. Do you want to talk about some football? I do. Because there is some football notes. Unfortunately, we kind of spoiled some of that with our intro. I wouldn't say spoiled pretty, it. We, I'm we, pretty we, sure people were aware. No, I mean. Spoiled our football discussion that we had scheduled here in the notes. Talking about Cliff Kingsbury being named the Arizona Cardinals head coach. It's the news of the day. I have my pulse on America. Finger on my
1: pulse of America. You
0: have your finger on the pulse. Finger of the pulse on oh, America. Oh, my gosh. Face palm.
1: Which you, you have to say. I was trying to think of <laughs> another way to say it wrong, and I couldn't.
0: Palm on the face. Um... Palm on the pulse of the finger of America. <laughs> the finger of America, everybody. Freshman cornerback Adrian Fry has been named to the, to the Football Writers Association of America Freshman All-American Team. That's good. That's his 3rd postseason honors this season. He was also named All-Big 12 by the conference coaches and by the AP the Associated Press Writers back in December, so last month, um Fry, you would think figures to play a pivotal role in the defense going forward with your uh your coach Patterson taking over. It's Keith Patterson, right? I'm not I'm not yes, like it's Keith is disas- like <laughs> misassociating that with our, our own Keith Patrick. No, you're good. Of staking the planes. Yeah, it's Keith Patterson. Keith Patterson. So Adrian Fry is going to be a big part of the defense moving forward. He had, what, six interceptions this year? And I don't know how many batted passes, passes defended he was up there.
1: It it was impressive just to see how he could – he wouldn't even turn his body completely, but he could turn his head and somehow that left arm would come up or he was just able to knock those passes down. Just when you thought that he wouldn't be able to get to it. Yeah. It it was especially
0: as a, a freshman.
1: Definitely a big deal.
0: Yeah. Um speaking of defense though, we we did talk about the uh the announcement of Dana Holgerson going to Houston Cougars. Go Cougs. Or uh Y'all wanna win some games? Let's win some games. Our good friend uh David Gibbs is rejoining the Houston Cougars, as their defensive coordinator. I
1: saw that. I, I forgot that we hadn't discussed that, really.
0: So. That's an interesting. Good luck to Gibbs going back to Houston for like, like the third time or whatever it's been.
1: Well, what's what's interesting with that is that it was rumored he was interviewing for that position right after Kingsbury was let go. Yeah, this is before
0: Applewhite had been fired, before Culgerson yeah, like befo- had been hired. Way before their
1: atrocious... Bowl game, way before Bryles ran away. I mean, way way before all of that. This is b- It was while Bryles was supposedly being considered for Texas State. Baby Bryles. Yeah, Kendall. 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 Oh, Kendall. Kendall. Get in the truck, Kendall. He was... Um, Speaking of truck. <laughs> he, he was being considered for the Texas State job, but I remember seeing that Gibbs was... I think he was spotted on campus at Houston and all this other stuff, and then it just went away. And then I was very surprised to see it come back after a coaching change. He was like
0: cammed out there at the football facility. He may have just never left. Just like held held up a picket sign. Right. Defensive All coach right. for a hire. Dave, <laughs> Dave, just just we're good.
1: Come on in. I'm gonna hire you just just so you can go home. Just get off our doorstep. Holgerson just went out and just <laughs> gave him a gave him the exact same pitch. Hey, David, you want some games. Yeah, you, wanna, you, wanna you want to you want to go win some games. games? Let's some games. Drinking sugar-free Red Bull and win some games.
0: <laughs> uh, th- that's going to be an he's interesting – He's a whiz on small engines. <laughs> interesting dynamic on the sideline to watch those two work together. It's going to be pretty fiery because Gibbs is fiery, yeah, but he just don't – He's a fired-up individual. As a, and, you didn't get to
1: see it as much because Kingsbury kept such a – Well, I was going to say – He was like, the only one who was allowed to
0: talk to anybody. Right. Gibbs would get fired up on his own accord, right? But he never like got laid into it. Right. You never saw Kingsbury – just do
1: your job, or something you know, something like that. <laughs> you never job. saw that. Uh, Hogerson, yeah. I, I don't know. He might throw his visor at him at some point and scream in his face and shake a Red Bull. Could, Could do shake it. Shake it up and pop it and just hold it on. That's terrible. That'd just be so
0: disrespectful. Cause you know, Gibbs is not a tall man, <laughs> <laughs> he can get like just the hand over his head pretty easily and just, <laughs> um, Matt Wells, head co- Texas Tech head coach Matt Wells is at the AFCA coaches convention. It's the annual convention they hold every year. That's what annual means, by the way. Uh it's in San Antonio this year. The Riverwalk, been there, Great Conference Center. Yep. Don't know what's going on. The- oh, so there are some tweets coming out and I I I didn't I didn't pull them up. I was I put the notes document together on my phone cuz we have Google blocked at work. Oh, it's that's the dumbest thing. That doesn't make any sense at all. So I was doing this on my phone. Like, I was like, I'm not going to ser- try to search through all that, the tweets, but there was some live tweeting of Matt Wells' presentation, some really great stuff. Um, the Staking the Plains Twitter account retweeted a lot of those quotes. So if you want to you wanna hear some of those, those quotes, you want to be able to get fired up a, to run through a wall, scroll through the Staking the Plains Twitter feed from Monday afternoon. Man. You see that? Um, I had training at work this week, so I've missed a lot of stuff. I need,
1: I, I need to do that. I'm going to do that right now. I'm just kidding.
0: Um, the other thing that that would come out of this AFCA convention is that's usually when a lot of the, the final touches of a coaching staff are put together. It's a ne- big networking networking event. Um, leading up to that, Wells did hire and announce the hire of four new members of the staff. One coach and three, what what'd you call it, administrative positions? Yeah. Um, Paul Randolph is your assistant coach, defensive line. Um, most previously, we Texas Tech hired, hired Randolph away from Memphis. Um, but he, he came over to Memphis, oh my gosh, Memphis, with Mike Norvell, coached with Patterson at Arizona State. So there's a connection there. Um, And then Antonio Huffman, this guy's an interesting story. He played for Texas Tech, finished up his career 2006, I think it was, and then moved into the coaching side, uh, immediately was was on the Texas Tech staff for a couple years, then went to East Carolina with Ruffin McNeil. And then uh, when Ruffin got fired, went to be a similar position that the chief of staff position he has now at Washington State with Mike Leach. Who had first given him his opportunity in 2007? A lot of, a lot of connections there. So, but he's back at Texas Tech, chief of staff. This is the one that is in charge of travel, the recruiting camps. Um, that's a big job. All that kind of stuff. So that's a lot of logistics. Yep, a lot of people to float around, figure well, out where he, they got to, where to go, how to, how they get there. A football team for an away game, you're traveling like 80 percent of your team. So you're you're flying what 85 players. Um, You've got to coordinate with your equipment staff to get the equipment there, plus all your coaching and support staff, all their equipment, Um, you know, flights, hotels, meals, buses. Activities. Yeah. Because, you know, you you get there on a
1: Thursday. I know Leach's big thing, they'd always go see a movie together. I don't know what they do. I I don't know what they did with Kingsbury um, or what they will do with Wells, but there's stuff
0: like that that... They always do together. Well, that takes a Kind of pu- a routine. Putting that together. Of course, yeah. That's going to call on Antonio Huffman as the chief of staff. Now, the next guy, I have no idea what this position means. Um, Troy Kema, or Kema, sorry. Associate Athletic Director, Player Development and Student Athlete Services.
1: I would think he might help. Poss- maybe not as a, this is me speculating completely. Maybe as a, not a tutor. But as someone who can help, like a mentor or advisor. Right, right. Or who can find a tutor or who knows where to go or who can kind of, you know, check in on the guys and, and make sure they're getting stuff done and, and, um, making sure they're wrapping up assignments before they're, they head out of town to Morgantown for the, you know,
0: for three days or whatever it is. I mean, making sure that they have all other books. Yeah. Uh, I remember when, when I worked when at the bookstore, there were a couple of, um, coaching staff members that always accompanied all the student athletes that came down because all, all their books were paid for separately and they were in, like in a different area of the bookstore. Um, but they were always down there and they all they had their, their checklist. And I'm sure that may be a similar position for, um for Troy Kima.
1: That that's just my guess. It, it sounds, it sounds like a good, if that's what it is, it sounds like a, a needed position. Yep. To, you know, these guys may need something they didn't even know they needed. Sure. And he'll have a meeting with them and bring it up and, wait, y'all aren't using this or y'all aren't, y'all don't have planners or y'all don't have this. you know, just something that
0: you need, you need a scantron or a blue book. Yeah. Yeah. You need some of that engineering graph paper. Uh, and then finally, Catherine Sawyer was announced as the director of recruiting and this individual, Catherine will be helping schedule and coordinate, uh, campus visits, uh, official visits, unofficial visits for the high school recruits, their families, uh, I, I'm assuming that would include like the whole weekend. So travel accommodations, meals, um, all that fun stuff. She had a similar position. I I'm blanking on the last school she was at, but she's done this somewhere else. I think it was with, with Kevin Sumlin, if I remember correctly, maybe at Arizona or Texas A&M. I'll, I'll I'm going to try to look that up or
1: Texas. So how does, I, I should know how this works the uh d- does that mean it's a an official visit is okay for people to pay for things for the school to pay for things for the school to pay for things to a I think
0: that's that's the um, the to school, a 17-year-old the school foot's every
1: part of that bill yeah but it but that's acceptable
0: for one recruiting visit per pers- per student athlete per school yeah okay but heaven forbid a coach total.
1: buy a kid a hamburger or something like that once they're on campus.
0: Or tithe to a local church. Yeah. Or uh, sorry, I was a, a story. Or, or, or give them a ride to the airport. Yeah, because we heard that. Uh, Can't do that. David Yoast couldn't give, or would not be able to give. Could not pick up Alan Bowman, Bowman. a ride, but Bowman can give Yoast a ride.
1: Yeah, that's that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So she will be over. She will be in charge of that. Um, she began her career as a student assistant for Louisville Athletics Department and then Louis, promptly she was moved
0: Charlie Strong, not Kevin Sumlin that's then, who it was.
1: Yeah, she moved to graduate assistant um, after two seasons there. Uh, actually she st- she departed Louisville in 2014 for UT where right. she spent three seasons as special assistant to the head coach. She moved from there to USF. Back to Charlie Strong, possibly.
0: I, I think she just, just 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 followed with him, stuck or with where he went. He's like, she knows how I like to do. I like to handle these things. I, I know that she's good with it. Yeah, but that's Wells interesting was able that to get they, yeah, that's interesting that he, Charlie Strong,
1: yeah, that he was able to get her to to uh, leave a situation that she
0: was obviously familiar with for years. So the other position um, look it looks like it might be the last one. Uh, it's only been rumored so far, but Joe Lorig would be, has been rumored to be the guy Wells is going after to coach special teams after the guy at Purdue turned him down. Um, also, most previously at Memphis. Um, before that, had actually coached with Matt Wells at Utah State, so there's some familiarity there. Is is Shire available? Shire is still available as far as I know.
1: Might, might give Shire a call if, if lorick doesn't work out, Mr. Wells.
0: What's interesting, though, is like there was a pretty, like, he, Shire documented his move from Lubbock back east. It was so sad. It was like, it was like one of those, like the small U-Hauls. Yeah. And it like he went from uh, Lubbock to North Carolina, whatever it was, and took him three days. Everything was, everything hey, about hey, that hey, was Shire, sad. you, you want to come back? You want to make that drive again? Sure, yeah.
1: <laughs> Have you even had a chance to unload? Uh, it. And, and I don't mean that in any way other than truly. It was sad because he moved away from his family. And I remember tweets, and I think we've talked about it on here, where he was really excited to have his family come visit him. Mm-hmm. They came down a couple times, and he he posted pictures of him, was really glad that they were here. And then next thing you know, he's driving by himself. It looked like with a U-Haul all the way the back. One of those <laughs> like one-bedroom
0: apartment U-Hauls. Like, man, he was. <laughs> The 1995 on the side yeah, of the Yeah, it's like he was pretty darn good. He was. We had like really good uh, lot of, kicking. A, yeah,
1: and a lot of, uh, you know, I think we, the first couple of games, I think we had some hiccups. The the main thing was Bowman's fielding issues and whatnot.
0: Daquan Bowman.
1: Yeah, but the the first couple of games, I think there were some special teams hiccups that we railed about a little bit. But that was it. rest of the year, they were... Uh, pretty much lights out. I, I do. Yeah. I think about those tweets every now and then, <laughs> gosh, I just can't. Cause I, I put myself in that position. If I would just uproot and take off to work somewhere for essentially eight months
0: and then bring it all back, bring it back Jack. Yep. All right, man. Um, yeah, anything else for football are you ready to move on to some questions? We got some questions this week.
1: I, we do. And I I've, I've got more to say about Kingsbury, but I oh, think please. but I think that the questions will kind of lead into that. Okay. So, we let's just let's, roll right into let's them. Let's
0: jump into questions. You guys you guys came through this week. Red Raider reset man right off the bat. What are the odds Arizona tries to trade for Mahomes now? I don't know. That I don't think I don't think Kansas Kansas City is going to be two through it with letting letting Mahomes go. They could try. They could try. There, there was some news out today there. that was talking about the cap space for Arizona Cardinals. No, I, I don't know how all this works. But they said they had something like seventy million dollars to spend in cap space. They had the first round draft pick in this upcoming draft. Yep. Um as bad as the Cardinals war were, they've got some capital there to to help alleviate that with the first pick, who do you think that they'd go after? bosa kid from ohio state that sat out like 11 games this year <laughs> like, that's i got hurt in game one like i'm gonna go ahead and get ready for the nfl draft
1: that i did figure uh I, I did see that there was another question kind of getting more in depth into draft picks so I, I found an article and that was exactly who they mentioned first uh nick bosa josh allen or Quentin williams to try to bolster the defense a little bit
0: you, I, i've Gosh, I'd, I'd, I'd have a hard time saying no to Quentin Williams if he's available. I mean, at, at number one, obviously well, everyone's yeah. available. <laughs> but also, unless at num- he missed the
1: bus, he's available.
0: At, at number one, though, you, you wonder if there was like any uh, uh, draft day, the movie kind of antics where you could trade down, trade you know from one and pick up like two first round picks from like top five and like maybe back into the first round. And and get, possible and get like some real good dudes. Well,
1: you should you should ask that next question because that's basically kind of what uh Jody was trying to figure
0: out. Uh okay, so Jody Mad Hombre who will likely trade up to get the cards first round first pick and what do they give up to move up to the top? So I don't know too much about the draft order this year currently. I haven't I haven't even moved my attention to the draft yet we've got the rest of the nfl playoffs obviously texas tech is gearing up for a, a big basketball season baseball spring football there's there's lots of stuff going on. so i haven't I really looked at that yet um and none of the draft day trading ever makes sense like i, I never really see it coming I'm, I'm not like tuned into that so i don't know if i can answer jody i've i've got it i've got a little bit and that's only because of said article I looked up because of this question. Well, and the other thing is I don't know too much about the Cardinals roster or what they Nor need do I, and what's out there. So there's just a lot of shot in the dark.
1: So I, I, I just kind of looked, looked up Cardinals 2019 draft picks. This article from cards wire, uh, cardswire.usatoday.com. Uh, they, they talk about these, there's four scenarios and I don't think I'm, I'm not going to go through all of them because It's not like I fully understand them anyway, but I'll go through the the number one scenario they mentioned. Oddly enough, one of the main things I want to mention is at the very top of this page is an Amazon ad for a very luxurious Arizona Cardinals men's silk touch lounge robe. That's exactly what I need right now. You need this. It's, It's black with a red Cardinal logo on the left breast. It's uh, it's priced fairly reasonably at thirty nine ninety nine. It does not seem to be prime available.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm not interested. But anymore. this is
1: size large, extra large, and uh, I haven't read these yet.
0: I'm also not in that size range. So uh,
1: someone has complained that it sheds quote something awful, <laughs> 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 and then. And then goes on to this, this this review from Joshua Berkowitz, two star review. Oh, it man. sheds something awful. It's comfortable, but the sleeves are way too long, and it hasn't stopped shedding since I got it. Damn green lint all over the place, even after washing it.
0: What's green? I, I guess it's, I It's if, kind of that black green version of it. Uh, it's I guess so. It's possible. And it's just like it's kind of compiled the one and then you have someone else teams
1: then you have someone else saying nice but run small so in the, in the same in the same sleeves are too long sleeves yeah. are too long then someone says it runs, runs small yeah anyway great product uh, we should all as texas tech slash cliff kingsbury supporters look into this and now arizona cardinals award 40 cardinals robe uh but what i was getting at sorry i completely got derailed jody my bad uh one of the the first thing that they mentioned on here were the Raiders, which which I could see this because the Raiders it seems like all they care about are getting some good draft picks, and that's all they want is to just load up as many picks as they possibly can. So this article suggests that the Oakland Raiders have the number four pick right now, claiming that they may need a pass rusher, so Oakland could. Potentially trade up for Arizona's number one pick.
0: They got rid of their pass rusher.
1: Yeah, because they're idiots. <laughs> we're
0: we're gonna trade. He's doing pretty well. Season, yeah, only to have to scramble and trade for a draft pick at the end of the season.
1: Yeah, yeah. He went. He went to a team with like a <laughs> second year quarterback, and and they went to the playoffs. They lost, but Sorry, I had to get up. they still went to the playoffs. So, th- the the trade proposal here from Cardswire... It's suggesting that to get Arizona's number one draft pick, Arizona, I mean, sorry, uh, Oakland would have to give up their number four overall pick, their second round pick, which is number 35, and their fourth round pick, which is roughly 100, and second and third round picks in uh, 2020.
0: So to move up from four, from, sorry, fourth pick, to first, yeah, did not have to give up all that? One, two,
1: three, four, five picks.
0: Is it and a player? No, or is that just this is okay, just so
1: this is someone speculating, just like us. But I could see Oakland trying to do something crazy like that, and then probably
0: biffing it completely. But see, hopefully, not,
1: Arizona wouldn't go for it. Well, but see, I, I don't I, know,
0: not knowing like all that much about. Like, well. If I give up the number one pick to get the the fourth pick and then four other shots at getting somebody good, it's going to be hard to turn that down. Yeah, the
1: the kick is that two of those picks are in the next draft. Sure. So
0: that kind of delays you a little bit. But you could also then use those as trade for something else. Yeah, but I I think because that's a, they were never actually yours. You'd be like, hey man, I'll I'll, I'll give you two your two
1: think, picks from next I think round. that's a good point. If anyone's gonna really try to trade with Arizona, Excuse Oakland's got to be up there. Oakland's got to be the number one team that's gonna try to do something crazy yeah, like that, that.
0: That Khalil Mack trade. Like, what little I know, as I know that was bad. Well, then
1: Amari Cooper too. That wasn't.
0: I mean that, well, it was good for the Cowboys. It, it was great for the Cowboys.
1: At, at first I wasn't hey, how about them Cowboys? Yeah. <laughs> how about that? Sorry. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I love rants. I love you know, it's it's about like a, it's about like seeing a comet, seeing a Cowboys playoff win.
0: It's great. You gotta enjoy it. So there's an intern in my office that graduated and has a as a full time job. He's a fan of the Giants. And there was Why? some Hi. I don't know. I don't know. it, there was a tweet that came out like the first Cowboys playoff win in five years. It's like you guys are excited about one playoff win in five years. It's like yes. He said something. It's like, dude, I want to hear it right now. He's like, well, at least you guys are in the playoffs. It's like, yeah, suck it. <laughs> that's my phrase of the night,
1: man. I know you're, you're you're spitting the fire. So that's all I can think of, Jody. Is I think this guy's I think he's onto something. I I'm think actually, Oakland may do some crazy
0: stuff to try to get that number one pick. I'm I'm enjoying this this setup where the mic is just floating here. It's good. It's so nice. You look so relaxed. I am because I can move and I can actually move this too and be like, Yeah, hey, I want to go talk over here. But why would you want to do that? Just to get comfortable. Let me see if I can move mine. Like if, if I decide I had to stand up again, I could adjust the mic and have it be situated oh, where I'm standing. You could you could go on a
1: epic rant. You could stand up and just start shouting. <laughs> Because you you can't even just contain your your anger that you have to stand up and just.
0: Well, how did we lost to Oklahoma from all those offensive rebounds and open threes? There may have been some ranting. Could have been. Yep. All right. More questions. Kyle's Raider Power Double T at Sports Kingdom Three. So, he uh, he he wants to he wants a little history of the podcast. Cool. New he says, "What made you start this podcast?" New listener, Kyle. I would assume I'm assuming. I'm going to go ahead and get some us. Welcome aboard. Um, So, I've always been intrigued at starting a sports talk podcast. Um, We did a Google Hangout like two or three years ago. That was podcast-esque, where it was me, you, Seth, and Brian, I think, the four of us. Was the four of us on there?
1: I, I actually wasn't on that one. I think it was just you,
0: Seth, and Brian. There had to be other people on there. Anyways we were on a Google Hangout video that we recorded and uploaded to YouTube and all that kind of stuff. It was right after the spring game of 2014, I believe. Um, loved it. Like, that one... Day, like that, that experience stuck with me for a long time. I was like, that was a lot of fun. I want to do that some more. I did a lot of research on it. And then I was like, it's not time yet. I'm not ready for this. And then... I don't know. It was late fall of twenty seventeen. I was like, All right, we're doing this. We're we're starting a podcast. Um, I floated the idea to Seth. He was all aboard, he loved it. Um, reached out to Michael and said, Hey man, I wanna do a podcast. Stake in the Planes is a great site. I, I I know that we get along. Let's 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 try this thing. And we've been chugging for a year. Right at a year. We uh our first podcast our was the official week of the national championship it's game. Either a year ago today or a year ago tomorrow. Because it was the night of the national championship game last season. Yeah. So it was right there. Um, as, as far
1: as me, I've I was I've always been intrigued by radio. I long thought I would be a great DJ growing up. And uh, I love listening to. I grew up in Abilene, so I love listening to the local guys, and drove a tractor a lot. And this was before podcasts and before all that other stuff. So you just listened to the radio, <laughs> and you were and you were lucky. And uh, so I i would I'd always had an interest in it, and then just kind of getting this opportunity to to roll along with it. I
0: I thought, well, shoot, let's do it. That's the thing. There's like, there's such a low barrier to starting something like a podcast. You can do it for yourself. Fairly inexpensively, yeah. There's, you don't really need to establish any kind of expertise before you, you get started. <laughs> as for good or bad, as uh, as evidence of what we we spout off spout off every week. Um, his second question: Did either one of you have previous connection with tech sports other than graduating from tech? So, as a student, I, I, I don't even remember how I started doing this or why I thought it would be a good idea. I started my own sports blog um, and I started writing some really janky WordPress site um, and I reached out. I was, air quotes, interviewing Texas Tech football players that were on campus. Um, from a compliance standpoint, I I don't see why it would have been a bad idea, but I'm not certain that I wasn't violating some kind of NCAA rule. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we were both tech students. It so was just me talking to a tech student. But I remember one of the first ones was me talk. I, I talked to Ben McCroy a lot. Um, and then from that, I think there was some interest there on, on Twitter too that I was asked if I would be interested in writing for Red Raider Sports, the Rivals affiliate for Texas Tech. I wrote for them for... It was a football season and a recruiting cycle. So it was like August of 2010 through February or March of 2011. So a good, I don't know, six, seven months. Um, Decided I wanted to try something else. Not that what I was doing was very difficult or very hard. I mean, as a single contribute, individual contributor there wasn't a whole lot of expectation on me as a student. Um, there, there were a lot of interesting stories I got from that, a lot of experience. I covered the recruiting cycle. That included the signing of DeAndre Washington, Kenny Williams, Jason Morrow, uh, that group. So I got to talk to all those guys. Um, interesting, uh, you, you probably won't remember this unless you were like really keyed into recruiting at that time. Late fall, of that season, Kenny Williams, he had been committed to Tech for a long time. stopped responding to everybody. All like the recruiting outlets stopped answering their phone calls, stopped giving interviews. And then there's this tool that works out of um, Techsags, the and the, the, the is that the Techsags are the twenty four seven sports for A and M. Started some rumors that he was flipping his commitment from A and M to Texas Tech. Um and the guys that I worked for at Ritter Sports is like, "Hey, Spencer, he's we haven't ever been ever, ever been able to get a hold of him. You have just keep trying to get a hold of him." He eventually did answer one of my phone calls and said, "Hey, I don't know what that's all about. Um I'm not I'm not flipping my commitment to And I'm I'm 100% committed to Texas Tech. I just didn't want to be I didn't want to be harassed as much on the phone." Said turns out that was a mistake not answering phone calls cuz it got a whole Makes lot worse. it worse. Um so I got to kind of break the stories, like, no, 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 the guys at A&M, from the source, Kenny Williams, he says, no, that's not true at all. Um, DeAndre Washington as a recruit was really cool. I had a, a story kind of, it was probably my fault. I probably delayed it. It was like I had to go and, and do it like over a holiday. It was either like the Wednesday before Thanksgiving or like Thanksgiving Day. Um, and I needed an interview and I needed a story. I was like, hey, man, I hate to do this, but I, I texted him. I was like, hey, you, you have time to talk to me for a second. He said, yeah, man, absolutely. So I, I called him up. We had a good interview. And he was like, he was real cool about me interviewing him on Thanksgiving. Wow. That was pretty cool. I had a Jason Morrow story that ended up on the front page of Rivals uh, for, I don't know, a couple of hours. Um, So... I transitioned from that, that I actually worked for the athletic department for Texas Tech, the sports broadcasting department and their video crew. Um, I was there for the spring practice. And then I uh, got picked up, unofficially picked up (laughs) with uh, Double T Nation with Seth. No, sorry. It was Viva the Matadors when I started. It was Viva the Matadors at SB Nation. Joined with Seth there. Wrote for that site for a couple years. Then we moved over to taking the planes, and that's that's been my my sports Texas Tech connection.
1: My mine is much much less interesting. I, I really didn't have much of a sports connection, but I reached out to Seth at some point, and uh, I, I'd read Double T Nation for a long time, and I reached out to him at some point, I believe after it was renamed Viva the Matadors. And got on and
0: started writing about food and cool things to do in Lubbock. And, and very they, little about sports. And then that immediately got ripped off by a couple of women. I don't know. From no. Lubbock in the Loop.
1: No, they didn't get ripped off. I
0: just I I no, I don't think well, so. there was there was some some other site that picked up on was that and I think the guys that took over for Viva the Matadors r- ripped off your story idea. Uh, What's happening? That maybe that may be more true. No,
1: uh, I think Lubbock and the Loop's just always been about. They they just write about all the cool stuff that's going on. I
0: like the I like those those guys. They're really they're really good. <laughs> don't trash them. How dare you? It's a very good PR move. All right, question three. How do you think Cliff's approach changes and or stays the same as the NFL level? I don't. I, I don't can't know. even fathom this. I don't. This know blows the my mind. Intricacies of NFL coaching to know what would have to change. Um, it doesn't right now, it doesn't make any sense to me that he would be given even the opportunity to be a head coach at the NFL level, let alone like an, a coordinator position. Um, so I have no idea. I would assume there's going to be some kind of support from the GM owner, that kind of side. Well, I, I think have o- no idea. I think one of the
1: great approaches or one of the great things that'll change is you know, as interested as he was kind of forced to get into with the defense and other sides of the ball and stuff, I think he can let that go again. I, I think these guys are – he's hes dealing with very professional coaches, professional players, adults. I think Cliff – Cliff. I think Kingsbury is going to get back to probably focusing primarily on offense and maybe not much else aside from having some meetings with his other coaches and just kind of seeing how things are going and then hands off just about.
0: He's still going to have to have some kind of time management, like CEO role on the NFL level. Of course. When to go for it, when to um, timeouts, punts, all that kind of stuff. But really, I see him being even more hands-off on the defensive side. For sure. I think he's going f- to – Just because he can? Yeah. It's just like, hey, I'm paying this dude.
1: Yeah, this guy's making $2 bucks a year or $2 million or whatever. They pay a defensive coordinator in the NFL. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> they make uh, a lot of money in the NFL. Yeah, like they, you make a lot of money. And there's, like, uh, I believe it was Kyle pointing out in our Slack chat today, or, or is Keith, there's only 32 people in the world doing this job. So there's only two 32 defensive coordinators in the world.
0: Yeah, so th- 30, working for the NFL. 32 NFL head coaches. Two of them, Texas Tech. That's Club. right. That's right. One of every 16 NFL head coaches are <laughs> Texas Tech Raiders baby. <laughs> it's practically half. Yep. I I,
1: I think that's going to change quite a bit and then also his approach. I I I believe this is one of the main reasons aside cuz I don't know if he cares about money that much. I, it's hard to tell.
0: I, he probably had I really had don't quite know. a bit of money from his playing days, which probably helped him take those early positions with Houston. Yeah, yeah, kind of the. Just, mean, he he made a lot of money at A and M. He made a lot of money at Texas Tech. Um, he lived in Lubbock while he made a lot of money at Texas Tech. It's if that cheap dude to if live that in that Lubbock. That wasn't like saving. Oh just yeah, like ninety percent of his income. He might
1: have ten million dollars in the bank, for all we know. But <sighs> the just give me one. Bro. Can you imagine? that's 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 possible but that's that's where I was coming back to and I think a lot of people have floated this so this isn't novel but the perks of the NFL probably outweigh the perks of college
0: and he doesn't have to deal with recruiting recruiting
1: that's where I was headed he
0: never really seemed like a big recruit like he didn't seem to be that into recruiting nope
1: I, I don't think that was his thing I don't think he he cared for it I think he felt like he could spend his time
0: doing other things and be more productive. I think we saw him try it. Yeah. Like in year two, whatever. And then it like backfired and he's like, mm, I'm, I'm done with that. Right.
1: I, I think that was really one of the perks. And he thought, this is great. I, and, I'll, I'll and just pick works. up a guy off the waiver wire. If I need a. if, if something happens and I, I, I needed a, a couple more defensive backs, we can shift the roster around and figure this out. I don't got to go to middle of nowhere, South Texas. To I'm to go
0: to Merkel, Texas to get me an <laughs> offensive lineman. <laughs> to visit a kid that's, that's not going to commit to my school. No. Um, question four. Do you think Cliff lasts four years? What percent chance? Um, it's going to be difficult because Arizona just fired a first year head coach. So they're not going to, they're not going to jack around. If if Kingsbury's not, not given results, I don't think they're going to be going to be patient. Uh, there's, there's nothing that, that would say Kingsbury deserves patience on the NFL level as a head coach, right? There's no, no, there's, there's no precedence for patience in the NFL. Right. And it's a profession. Aside from whoever the Hugh,
1: whoever that guy was that coached the Browns for years and won three games. Is it Hugh Jackson?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Unprecedented patience. Speaking of the Browns, though, you saw the schedule has the Cardinals and the Browns playing this season. Cliff Kingsbury will get to go up against Baker Mayfield. Oh, man. I wonder if he's going to steal his signs again. I was gonna say I should have recruited you. You should have <laughs> recruited me. You should. Have, you should have traded for me. Oh gosh, it's gonna drag his name. There's back gonna through. be some chips on um, some shoulders that week. You what know what's gonna chance, be great? Though?
1: I wonder if Kingsbury will say more.
0: There's no reason. Like there's no there's reason. There's no to reason hold back. not to. There's zero reason to like, anymore. Hey, you, he's you not guys, representing a school. You he's, guys remember that that douche Baker Mayfield? Yeah, he just dandered. He made just. He <laughs>
1: made drop. I, I, I don't <laughs> think he would. Uh, I could see him doing it if they won after the game. Kind of a Brett Biolima oh gosh, type yes. of unleashing.
0: Yeah, just so, saying
1: stuff. So, uh, yeah, if y'all see Baker, just ask him how dangerous he was feeling today. Just, just some, some really dry stuff. I don't know. He made throws.
0: Or I, I'm, I'm just having too many fantasies what about what this it was right like now. to get tackled in, in Arkansas. <laughs> get slammed in the ground. Um. Do I think Cliff lasts four years? I have a hard time seeing it. I do too. I'd give a low percent, like 20, 25 percent. Last question. With your new equipment, are you going to start a soundboard with sound effects for different situations during your podcast? Michael, I turn to you for this. That's the plan. That's the plan, Kyle. We
1: really, we, aside from on air, Spencer and I have really talked about
0: this. I really would like to... I, I did have a soundboard app on my phone, and it got out of control. Yeah, that episode was, one. So
1: no, I was thinking more along the lines of transitioning, transition to the, the different segments. topics. Yeah, yeah, just something, just something, covering the four or five main topics that we usually that we usually go through. And the sports I, questions. Yeah, I have yet to find the time to do that. And I never
0: really will be time. We'll just have to make time. No, and and I
1: need to never do it because it it it'd be fun. I mean and. Just kind of wonder what do you think? Like a fifteen second lead in. Oh yeah, tops. Okay, fifteen second lead in, maybe with some movie quotes and some crazy music going in the background, and then
0: <laughs> this could be a lot of fun. Yeah, and we we could probably get in a lot of trouble too for like copyright infringement. I don't know sure. how it's going to work. Well, the other how come like, all I, these radio stations can do it? How come? Well, yeah, I was like, uh, I don't know if they have some kind of agreement as like a member of the media, but like, God, like you think the the ninety seven three, for example. Basically, has a new promo every other week. Oh, they're always like, pulling stuff, and you, you can tell you they pulled it off of YouTube because yeah, it's you don't think they're they're going grainy through, like, audio. You know, the whoever owns the rights for all that and getting permission, no, there, there's got to be some kind of like usage rights. Also, right now, since we're not monetized, I don't think anybody gives a crap away we do. No, no,
1: our, our tens of listeners, as
0: long as y'all don't report it would us, be really interesting, entertaining. Yeah. Um, but that's
1: that's the plan, Kyle. I'm going to try to work up on uh, some of that just to kind of lead us into topics and, and be a little bit easier to follow.
0: Dude, so everybody wants to know about the Cardinals. Our last question, Cooper Burnett. Cardinals rec- record next year? They were three and thirteen this year. Give me six and ten. I, I have no idea what
1: their schedule is, but just go ahead and give me six and ten. I, I was I was torn between that and seven and nine. So to, to be, be different, original. to be different, I'm going to say seven and nine. All right, a little little Cliff Kingsbury bump. Let, let's go through just really quickly. Um, their their yes, schedule. We are.
0: we are hitting an hour and a half again. Okay.
1: Well, I, I I won't go much. Um, their home schedule: Falcons, Panthers, Steelers, Browns, Lions, Niners, Seahawks, and Rams. That's not bad. Well, because they play a the crap division. Well, I know. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and then their away schedule: Saints, Bucks, Ravens, Bengals, Giants, Niners, Seahawks, and Rams. Of course, I'm thinking seven's pretty doable. as As long as they put up a, put out a, competent offense, which they should be out. able to do. As long as they put up and put out, they should be able to uh, win most most of their home games, and then steal a few on the road and of course home home in a way doesn't really matter in NFL and it hasn't for years So, seven and nine that's my answer
0: speaking of not mattering home and away um, the other Texas Tech head coach uh, Anthony Lynn yes whatever the, the Chargers basically were like undefeated or like seven and one on the road Basically saying NFL for the Chargers, there was no home field advantage that really hurt them.
1: Yeah, it's it's been one of those things that's been explored a so lot. So obviously, for a
0: while. anecdotal evidence on one team from one year disproves everything that's been established up until this point. Yeah. Um. So, Michael, what did we learn, or have we learned anything?
1: We learned that. You can go 35 and 40 at Texas Tech. And get an NFL head coaching position. Coach, Gosh, coach the dang, dang Cardinals.
0: That's nuts, man. I, I still can't believe it. I still feel... I, I, I don't know what to feel. Like, is, that, is this good for Texas Tech? I don't know. Is this, is this good for the Cardinals? It, it remains to be seen.
1: It remains to be seen. It could be a great gamble. Who knows? He may be fantastic at it. It's like, you know the guy works his butt off.
0: It's almost surreal to be like, okay, our head coach is now an NFL head coach. Yeah. And we fired him. Yeah. We <laughs> <I> just <laughs> we fired a guy. No idea how this is gonna go. Who's a current NFL head coach? Who got who got the said so NFL? So take that, Houston, eight and four. We just fired a head coach so we can go be a head coach in the NFL.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's 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 how we take things serious. We fire guys Seriously, to go like,
0: eight and four. I that's I, that's, that's what I like. Hey Cogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you wanna you wanna go win some games? He's never gonna live that down. Go
1: win some, some games. Let's go win some games. Let's go, cooks French fries with mustard. But I, I, that's what I learned. It just still is so bizarre to me. I, I really think, of course, you know, Kingsbury doesn't listen to us, and neither does Zaire Smith. <gasps> he should. I really thought, I was really th- hoping that Zaire Smith would have stuck around because I feel like he could have developed a little Dude, bit could more. Could you imagine this
0: team with Zaire Smith on oh, it? Oh man,
1: Adam just tweeted me or texted me that the other day. And somehow I hadn't thought of that until he said it. And it just, it made my eyes turn into just saucers, just dreaming
0: of the oops. Just think of the alley-oops, man. The oops alone. Between him and uh, Tariq. Oh, gosh. Blocks and ups for days. Well, and then um, just think how much better Culver got in the offseason. Dude, he's so much better this year. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that's because he was playing the shadow of Keenan Evans and Zaire Smith and I think Zach. That was, well, and he was a true freshman. Yeah, of course. But I, I think Smith would have also
1: taken a huge uh, next step uh, as a collegiate
0: player. But assuming he didn't have the injury problems he's been having now in the NBA. Yeah. Within his uh, his peanut allergy or his allergies. Right. Unless it's just peanuts, but.
1: Well, and, and sorry, I, I kind of chased a rabbit there. But what I was getting back to was I felt like. What does that even mean? Chased a rabbit? Chasing a rabbit, you know, where you just kind of squirrel. You just kind of get okay. distracted and, and go off.
0: All right, go. Anyway, the, what I
1: was trying to get back to was I, was I was hoping that Kingsbury would do exactly what he did, is take an offensive coordinator position at a great college, at a storied program, and then just kick butt there for a few years and then get a head coaching job somewhere else, or maybe even a great OC job in the NFL yeah uh, like if McDaniel's
0: be, left and he went to the the Patriots yeah
1: yeah if he did something like that and and that was something Adam mentioned too I want to give him credit on that but this just blows my mind I can't wrap my head around it I'm hoping it's I'm hoping it works out and I just know the guy is going to work his butt off and and do the best job he can so go Cardinals <laughs> that's that's where I'm at right now and
0: that's what I learned so what I learned um and this is this is new. This is late breaking. Um, we have outlasted several professional FM talk radio shows. No local shows. Now, granted, they are daily shows. A lot of but time to fill. There were a lot of there was some shakeup this week on the AM. Sorry, the FM sports talks sh- show. Station, whatever you gonna to call them, some guys lost shows. Some guys were shuffled as their hosts. Here we are, Michael and Spencer, the twenty-three personnel still trucking, going strong, outlasting them. Still need to be able to catch. I, I, I hate to admit this, still need to catch Rob's show more, more uh, regularly, consistently. What's great is it's and that four to five. I, I'm I, at that point in the damn. I'm I'm just usually so just. Blah. I'm ready to go home. I'm not thinking about. Let's turn the radio back on here. Friend of the show, Rob Bro. Well, today and, and Chad I Chad Hasty, who's yeah. also a friend of the show.
1: What What I did today was, I caught Rob's show. I, I streamed it at my office at about from about three to four. Because if you don't listen to it live, when he when he posts it later, he cuts out all the commercials, and it's about an hour long stream. Oh, that would be so much better. Well, so, I mean, and better you can, is
0: can. I'm not a big fan of advertising,
1: and you can get it on your. Ironically, on your. Uh, <laughs> Wherever you look for podcasts, so you could just listen to his podcast here. And That's there.
0: right, because he's on the Get Robbed show or the Get or Robbed Radio. Get Robbed
1: Radio, yeah. You can find um, it on iTunes, Podcast Addict, SoundCloud. I think SoundCloud's where he keeps it most currently. I don't if you think he's on stream. Podbean though.
0: <laughs> I don't think so either. That's where it's at, everybody. Podbean Twenty Three Personal Podcasts on Shut the up. Podbean. Um. So yeah, we are. We have the longevity that even the FM shows. Can't touch,
1: because no one can fire
0: us. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's I could it's fire hard. you, but you could not not really fire you. And then it'd be like a really interesting debate. Like, well, what are you doing about all this equipment that we <laughs> we kind of have? Half have these have these on some equipment? You could have the board Monday, <sighs> Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. I'll get it Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Good,
1: because I've <laughs> got to record my all my acoustic guitar songs. Yeah, what but did I write on this board
0: you can do it i'm gonna do it (laughs) um so yeah again i've said this so many times we have so many great ideas for guests we just need to do it we just need to invite them on the biggest thing that 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 slows me down is we need to do that we would either need to have them on skype which wouldn't have the best quality or we need to get another mic
1: and skype always gets a little tricky just with timing just the
0: internet, yeah well and the, the delay
1: yeah so i talk over you enough as it is and i'm i'm staring at you <laughs> when someone's we, when someone's 200 miles away i'm i'm definitely more prone to talk over them and or wait five seconds too long
0: so on the on the list for people to invite rob bro yes casey cowan has still been floated Oh, that'd be great. I, I, I really doubt that he's, his booming uh, real estate practice out in Littlefield. I thought you were going to say his booming voice. Dude, he'd, he'd, he'd probably be like really cool. Yeah. To talk to um, Kyle Jacobson, although he will be joining us for lunch this week. Okay, here's the thing. Currently undecided as to where this lunch will take place. Right. But it will be Thursday. It will be Thursday because we have other engagements tomorrow wednesday nobody's like stepped forward and said we're going to this place i thought we were going to Christakis. i did too and then on the list of restaurants that keith threw out there Christakis was noticeably missing i was like what happened to Christakis, man because we, we, we made that uh that little that running joke between all of us who said i've never been to Christakis. just saying i never heard of it just saying and then la bar the <laughs> Another example of his D bag comment. You, Hold on. He says, I, I think, think we get the in, point just saying I was like, all right, dude. It's intentional. Right. You're looking for things now. No. He did he, yes, it was intentional. He did that shit on purpose. Labar, this is this is just not right. Spencer's Spencer's get fired put a target.
1: Up. He's put a target on your back now. This isn't even fair. Dude, I, I will not stand
0: for this. I will read this. Are you ready for this, guys? No. Just give me a second. Okay, no. here we go. Keith, <laughs> this was eleven oh one. I don't even know what day this is. This is last week sometime Febtober. Um, he starts. I haven't been to Christakis in a long time. Just saying. I replied eleven ten. I've never been to Christakis. Just saying. Michael's eleven eleven. It's pretty close to my office. Just saying. Kyle Jacobson. I've never heard of Christakis. Just saying. Labar, I think we get the point. Just saying. And then I responded. He was all right. caps. This is what I'm talking about. <sighs> LeVar,
1: I think you are getting under his skin. This is great. Keep it up. Spencer's too, he's too, he's too fired up to do this, the sign off. He's got to cue up the music and and all this stuff. He can't even, he can't even do it. It just fumes. If you were paying attention to the
0: intro, I actually, like I didn't stop it in time. The outro started playing. I was like, wait, we're not done yet. All right. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the 23 Personal Podcast. We'll see you next week.